Greetings, travelers. Greetings, travelers. We are in the new year, Mark. Can you believe yes, it? Yes, I know. This is this is wild. This is crazy. I, I didn't I didn't think we were gonna make it through 2023 at some times. <laughs> so. That is very true. And we are absolutely into the nocturnal new year. I love but, it. Yes, yep. me too. So um, we are super excited. Uh, we're recording this actually on a very weird day because it is both solstice and Yule today. So yeah. this is the perfect time for our amazing guest that we have. Oh, so, we have a guest today. We okay. I Thank wasn't. You. I wasn't prepared. I know you're never prepared. <laughs> and Bo's Bo's behind the scenes, so we're we're just screwed. But we're gonna do this anyway. That's the clackety clack. It's all good. Mm -hmm. So our guest today is, um, and this is a listener request. So I want to throw this out there, travelers. You guys asked for it. And we found one of the most amazing people to answer questions you send us that we have no idea how to answer. So this is Sabrina Miller. She owns Moon Mist Crystals, which is in Glenmore, Pennsylvania. We're going to be putting all the information in the show notes about how you can reach her. But you listeners and travelers, you ask us all the time about crystals, metaphysical, how to do cleansing. So we found literally an expert on it. So welcome, Sabrina. Hello, all. Thank Hello. you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being here because yeah, this is something, coming. yeah, the travelers constantly ask us and we're like, I don't know, burn some sage. Like, no, I mean, it's not that bad. We have a couple tips, but not right. great. So we have some go-tos that yes. you know, have been recommended to us. But <laughs> let's start with um, a little bit about you. So where, how did you get started in all of this? So it's a really long story, but the short version is at a high school, um, I trained to be a veterinary tech and on my job, I didn't have to go to college. They trained me. So I went to my dad and I said, so because you don't have to pay for college, can I take a whole bunch of these classes? So I took classes in everything I could get my hands on crystals, aromatherapy, wicked classes, old religions, Reiki classes, like anything, you know, and this was back in like the late nineties. So there wasn't internet and there wasn't really a lot of resources. So everything was by book, by research. And then fast forward to now, um, after COVID, especially now I'm an operating room nurse now. Um, and I, when I went to college, I had um, a minor in history. I did a minor in religious studies, but I do have my bachelor's in nursing um, and I do have my associates in surgical technology. So those two things, both unrelated to crystals, but I never stopped um, with my love of crystals and everything I've learned. Um, and going back to after COVID, I guess with TikTok and everything booming there, I found that there's a lot of misinformation, a lot of People just really didn't know what a lot of things meant, needed help, needed some advice. So I just kind of decided to do that as my side thing. And it's also like my place of peace. We have classes. It's just a lot of fun. I love that. And I had the chance to go to your shop. I was up visiting our lovely friend Brandy, who runs Enchanted Flower Bake Shop. And I had a chance to go to your shop. And it is amazing just the feeling just the the warmth when you walk in it is so awesome thank Say you i was so happy you were able to make it i wasn't sure because i know you guys were booked 
We were, and then weather decided to like shorten the trip. But I was like, no, I have to go see Sabrina. We got to do this. And, you know, of course, Brandu is very insistent. And I picked up a wonderful tarot deck there, which was awesome. And it was Wonder Alice in Wonderland themed, which I love Alice in Wonderland. And I got some crystals. And I also picked up a crystal for a friend that I sent to her for her birthday. And you even gave me a travel crystal. So I did. Yes. Can you just talk about that for a minute? Because Mark, yeah. there is a specific travel crystal. Oh, I don't nice. know if you know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> so um, the crystal I gave, it's called a Shiva shell crystal. And what it is, this particular one was carved into a heart shape. They don't have to be. They can be square, round, long pieces. But what makes them unique is there's like a little kind of spiral in it. And that's actually from a snail. This is like from Thailand over in that area, these fossilize and the snail imprints on these stones and makes it kind of look like a little spiral with, you know, a heart shape. But the history behind it besides the snail is it's, there's different names for it. Mermaid's money, the traveler's stone. Um, you're supposed to put it in your pocket for good luck. I'm a travel nurse, so I keep one with me. All the college students that I have, if they're going away, I give it to them. But it's just really cool. It like, doesn't even look like it'd be a real thing. It's just this little heart. It's like a white and brown, and it has a little spiral shape in it. Super unique. People love them. Perfect little gifts and a lot of history behind them. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Mark, we have to get... Yeah, I'm gonna, that, that should be the official crystal of Erie Travels. <laughs> it should be the official crystal of Erie Travels. I will have to take a picture of mine and post it with this episode because... Oh, yes. Yeah. Travelers, Absolutely. you got to get one of these crystals. If you're going to go on these adventures, especially because our travelers go sometimes into really spooky places. Keep it in your pocket. when you Anywhere you go, you can keep it in a little bag, you know, anywhere. Thanks. Absolutely. So one of the big questions that we get um, from our travelers, first of all, I'd like to just cover crystals in general because me and you got to talk about this a little bit. And I know that there are some very, I'm going to say shysty maybe not um, really being on the up and up kind of crystal dealers and metaphysical shops that aren't quite doing what the intention is for a metaphysical shop to do. So can you talk a little bit about that and cost? Yes. Because one of the things our travelers bring up sometimes is the cost of crystals. And I know some, yeah. So what to look out for and what to look for both angles. Sure. So the most important thing, I mean, is my crystal fake? Like, how do you know? And it's so hard now. I mean, people have mastered the skill of making a crystal look fake. Um, it, you can Google it to research it, but the most common ways to check um, crystals are cooler than regular stones. You don't want to have a lot of symmetry with crystals. They're unique. They're different. If you hold your crystal for a while and it stays warm to the touch, it's probably fake. There's scratch tests. So each crystal has a hardness scale. So you'd have to look that up depending on like diamonds, obviously are the hardest, but you can look it up and see like turquoise is a little bit softer. So you can scratch it with different things. You can do an acetone test to make sure the crystal's real. You don't want to ruin it, especially if you're selling it. But if you like have a little side on your crystal, you don't mind, you know, testing to see if it's real. Um, there's different tests and things you could research and look up and there's books on it as well. As far as practices, it is really horrible to see because as I mentioned earlier with the boom in the crystal market, 
I mean, things that I say sell for, we were talking about, you know, $10, you might see a shop down the shore selling the same exact item for $40. And it's just basically look around, look at your crystal shops in the area, talk to the owners. Honesty is the most important thing that I tell everyone. I'm not going to know every single thing about crystals just because I have a crystal shop. I'm super educated on them. I can pretty much tell you anything about almost every crystal. But if you ask me, you know, what zodiac goes with this or what chakra goes with that, I might not know all of that. So having a crystal shop owner that is honest and will look things up with you, look, you know, you can look online at reputable websites. Um, I can tell you reputable websites, looking in a book together, looking, you know, that's the most important. People are out to make money because they can. I mean, people will go in for a basic piece of rose quartz that's a couple dollars and, you know, people can get away with selling it for 10. Dealers, so dealing is different because I go usually overseas directly to buy everything. I do everything. I don't handpick it myself because I don't go overseas, but I do lives. I have good relationships with my wholesalers. I have a lot of people in Brazil, Mexico, Indonesia, Pakistan, China, um, India that I trust. Um, and I do my best, you know, to pick things out for people online by hand. This is what I want. That's what I want. But I get my things over there. So I'm paying a little more for shipping. People that order in the United States, they're probably getting their things over there as well. But then they also have to make money on it if they're also like, say you're a United States wholesaler. Well, you already got your stuff from overseas. So now you're wholesaling to people. So I feel like people that buy their things from a wholesaler in the United States are going to pay a whole lot more, which means when they sell it, they have to sell it for a whole lot more. So since I get mine directly from overseas, I'm able to keep it a little cheaper. And it's also not my main job. So I'm not living off of this. This is my fun job. This is what I love to do. Um, I love to talk to people, learn, educate. So there's all different things that are going on. Just be careful research, ask people, go online, look it up as the best advice I can give. And I love that. So hopefully travelers, that makes sense. Now let's talk a little bit. One of our number, we have two, I think, hot buttons and Mark, jump in if I'm wrong about this, please, is protection and cleansing. Because we've had some listener stories that have questions about protection, especially from all manner of things. We call it preternatural because we don't know what it is, but sometimes things are in people's homes or they feel like they've got bad luck or, you know, food sours quicker than they want. And they're like, what can I do? And sometimes they can't, you know, a lot of people go just sage. And some people can't like Mark heart him to death is allergic. So he can't sage a single thing if he wanted to, because no. Create really bad things for him. So let's start with protection and then talk about cleansing. So what do you recommend? Because sometimes people can't actually go to a crystal shop, right? Right. So what can they get? What do you what do you recommend overall? So of course everyone's gonna say sage. I mean, it's the thing that that is known to cleanse and get the bad things out and and clear the space. After a sage practice, I always recommend people to do sweet grass. So Native American beliefs were you use sage to cleanse the space and get everything out. 
and then use the sweet grass to bring good things in. And as you said, people can't burn a lot of things. They might be able to burn candles. You can get intention candles. They're intention candles for protection. Basically an intention candle, we do classes on this, is you, the candle is poured or you make it yourself or you do a class and you pick specific crystals that have an intention specifically for protection. And you put them in there and then you light your candle. There are also sage sprays and different sprays that you can spray around your home. Like we do a cinnamon spray the first of the month for good luck, prosperity. Um, and they're also the same. They're made with sage. I'm not sure how allergies would go with something like that, but that's an alternative for people that can't say burn and smoke up like an apartment building. And sadly, um, those, those do have issues too for allergies. Yeah. Sometimes, so. <laughs> Um, you would definitely be more of like a, a candle intention or like just having crystals around that are for that purpose, protection is, purpose. Are there specific crystals you would recommend? So if somebody can't come in and necessarily be honed to the crystal, like when I went into your shop, I walked around your shop several times and then there were two pieces that I was like, okay, I need those two pieces. Yeah. Outside of the travel crystal you gave me. So I was able to do that. Funny enough, Brandy was with me and hand tried to hand me the same crystal <laughs> I picked out. And I was like, get away from me. I already figured it out. But no, good intention. So what about for those people that can't necessarily go? Are there certain crystals that may be helpful to them uh, from a protection or cleansing standpoint? Sure, absolutely. So protection. So if they can't go into the crystal shop, are you meaning they would order it somehow, like somehow they would have crystals. They just couldn't get into a shop to get them. Correct. Like we're going to post your information. So some of our travelers may reach out and go, Hey, want this? Obviously you can help them to a degree, but if they're like, I need a protection or I need a cleansing, are there, I mean, I don't want to use the term generic, but are there crystals that are geared towards those two functions yes. that may help someone if they can't come in and hone on a particular crystal? Absolutely. So the two biggest things we always recommend it for any kind of cleansing and protection are selenite and tourmaline, black tourmaline. Selenite is one of the crystals that you can put with any other crystal and it will, it's believed to energize any of the other crystals around it. Selenite is put on four corners of the house. It's also put sometimes above your like doorway when you come in. A lot of people do that. They hang it there. It's very cleansing and it's very spiritual and it's very energizing. The black tourmaline is definitely for protection. Um, they also say to put that right at the entrance of your home. Uh, black tourmaline is also self-confidence, but from a protection standpoint, it is the number one bestseller and most common, commonly used for protection. Um, tiger's eye is another protective crystal. I will have a bracelet usually all the time that I wear of tiger's eye. Yep. <laughs> She's saying I'm just holding on my crystal. holding it like, up right there. Yeah. That was great. I like, I got this. So yeah. No, I have a ton of these. It's fine. Keep going. <laughs> so absolutely, you know, anywhere that you want to put anything where you feel you need it. If you want to do your whole home in general, you can do the four corners. You can do above the doorway. If you feel like there's a presence or something disruptive, say in a child's room or anywhere where you just feel the energy's a little off, you would put it in that room directly. You can put it in a bowl. You could get like, say a tiger's eye for protection and put it in a selenite bowl that would charge it um, on top of providing the benefits of the selenite and the tiger's eye. I, no. I love that. And I love that you said, um, put it in the four corners of your house. 
Yes. Right? Because that is something that's come up. Do you feel like having a few more, if there is something somebody feels like one of our listeners wrote in recently and they were having really bad, they just felt a negative presence all over their house. Is it just the four corners or would you amp it up to make sure it was in every room or does that matter? If, it, it doesn't really matter if you're doing the four corners, if you're doing north, south, east, and west. I mean, you're completely covered in that sense. But I mean, you can never really have too many. You don't need to have a million crystals, but it's not going to harm. It will only help. Um, putting clear quartz with anything. So clear quartz is the strongest energy crystal that, that is made. It's known to manifest and energize any other crystal next to it like its properties are way greater when it's next to clear quartz so clear quartz can be placed with the selenite with the black tourmaline or throughout the home or together separate you can never go wrong with clear quartz either now I, I have a couple of people tell me that they need to recharge their crystals by putting yeah. them in the sun sometimes or sometimes yeah. taking them out of the sun because this one's absorbed too much yes negative. And stuff like that. So that is a thing. Okay. It's definitely a thing. So I always recommend to cleanse your crystals. I always use smoke. Some crystals are sensitive to water. Some crystals are sensitive to sun. It'll change the color, could damage the crystal. You can never go wrong with smoke. Incense smoke, you just pass it through the smoke. Some people bury their crystals in the earth. They're usually fine, just as long as the sun, you know, isn't getting to crystals that are harmful in the sun. The best time to charge your crystals everyone usually agrees is the full moon. You put them outside, bring them in before the sun, like, you know, before the sun comes out and blast them, but absolutely, um, you know, put them out on a shelf. You can decorate the outside of your house, put them all over. Just remember to bring them in, but definitely on a full moon is when most people would want to charge their crystals. Excellent. Excellent. And now for like, we're recording this on solstice of 2023, which yeah. Yule and all that, but, uh, we're airing this in the new year. So let's talk about what would you recommend also for any, you know, uh, ritual days or anything like that? Are there any specific crystals that work? Are, are, are there specific ones for specific days? There are. So absolutely. So there's, this is one of the things where you can't memorize every single Sabbath, every single thing uh, for Yule specifically. So Yule um, is basically um, it's the longest night, and then you're you're actually starting over the next day um, where the sun is just getting more and more. So it's the rebirth of the sun is essentially what it is. So any crystals that are sun related, you know, carnelian's very fiery, um, very passionate. But celebrating, you know, Yule or especially Samhain when you celebrate on Halloween, of course, it's going to be darker crystals. They all have different crystals associated with them. That's very cool. Uh, you know, do you have a, like a chart? Um, what would you recommend if somebody wanted to like educate themselves? Because you have classes. Let's talk about that for a moment. Yeah. So in my crystal shop and in a lot of crystal shops, you'll see in the like tumble stones, people will put in little cards, what they all mean. I don't necessarily do that. I have cards from, um, I have someone in France that makes them for me through a Canva format. I print them out. Every card has the description of the crystal. It has the astrological signs. It has the chakra signs. And then I have some books like Zodiac books that tell you different crystals, different things like that. But I do have a lot of things, a lot of resources in the shop. Um, if people need 
the sign. I mean, everyone takes pictures. I never care about that. You take as many pictures as you want. I have customers that message me for a PDF of the sign. So I can send people whatever they need. I mean, I'm totally cool with that. It's hard to shrink them down to make them that small to give out to everyone. And they're just, it just doesn't work. It shrinks out half the information when I've tried to do it. So the alternative to that is, you know, my customers, I'll send them a text, like right when they're checking out, you know, which ones do you want? Send me a list. So you can always send me a message and I will send out anything I can, you know, either by text or email. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. We have to take a quick break, but we will be right back after this wonderful note from our sponsors. Destiny Beard, the lyrical soprano who will haunt your dreams. With her alluring melodies and intricate harmonies, this dark siren of wistful song shall capture your soul and lead you into the night. Check out Destiny's new single, The Haunting Is Over, with international musicians Sam Haynes and Gary Bennett, as well as her other musical works at destinybeard.com. Prepare to be devoured. The Wolves of Wharton is a six-part complete book series by Erie Travels producer, Bo Lake. It has been called dark and visceral, steamy, dramatic, and a fresh take on the werewolf mythos. If you like action, adventure, a large serving of body horror, and some steamy relations, the Wolves of Wharton series is for you. Pick it up wherever books are sold or at linktree.com slash bow underscore underscore lake. Okay, we're back. So, so we we'll talked about classes for a minute, but you have people that come teach classes. I do. What kind of classes do you have? So we have, we're getting a better schedule now, especially with starting in the new year. Um, we're also having a little expansion. I think I spoke a little about that with you, but right now we have every first Saturday. Um, and this isn't a class. This is just, we have people that come in also. So I'll talk about all of that, but we have tarot readers on the first Saturday. I have someone there on the second Sunday. I have a psychic medium there um, and a tarot reader. And I also have someone that's an international psychic medium, almost like Sylvia Brown, if you recall her years ago. Um, oh, yeah. She helps find missing children. She's been on America's Got Talent. She's been on all kinds of TV productions. So she's there. We do classes for candle intention. We just did a pendulum class. We do different like wreath making, yule logs, things like that. And we're going to add some more once I get a bigger space as well. Wonderful. And so what kind of, what do you do when you're, when you do like a Yule Log class, for example? So for the Yule Log class, you just get like a lot of the, a lot of the herbs and things that are related to Yule. So you have cinnamon sticks, you have, you know, different evergreens, you have cloves, you have a whole table of assortment of things. And then you have your Yule Log and you have wax and you just pretty much get some twine and you just make it your own. Um, and you twist the evergreens around it, um, wrap the twine around it. You, instead of glue, you would use the wax to affix different things, different crystals, whatever you 
want to do is write. You don't have to follow like, okay, it's Yule, I must use this or I must use that. Um, when we did our candle intention class the other day, it was for protection, but people threw in some things for love. I mean, you, whatever you feel is calling to you, whatever special to you, say it's a favorite crystal, not necessarily associated with Yule, you could still, you know, absolutely use that. But we do that. We talk about it. The customers all, you know, everybody talks together about their experiences. We share and then afterwards, we do like a private discount. People love it. They love the classes. You take the Yule log home. If you have a fireplace that you can burn it, you can. Some people use it as a centerpiece. Other people will put candles on it and just burn the candles and not the whole entire log. But there's so many things that you can do. You know, if you live in an apartment, you can't burn. You just use it as your centerpiece and you just light a candle next to it. And it's, it's just whatever you feel and however, you know, you want to celebrate that. Intention is everything. It is everything. <laughs> we say that uh, Mark is, that's his line. When people ask us how to do things, we try to give some suggestions and we will reference this episode in the future and reference you to, to reach out to. But we always say it's intention. If you don't yeah. have the right intention, it's not going to go well. You get out of it what you put into it. That's basically so what true. I'm trying to tell everybody. Exactly. Okay, so let's, we're going to go through a couple topics that come up sometimes. One of them is tarot cards and tarot readings. And there is an oracle deck and there is a tarot deck. I'm sure there are other decks, but can you explain a little bit about the decks, the different kinds and for a person what they can do versus going to see someone or if they go see someone? So that's a lot. I've given you a lot. There we go. So sure. So anyone can learn. Um... To, to do tarot for themselves. They come with booklets. If they don't come with booklets, they come with little codes where they'll tell you, um, you know, to interpret, to interpret the cards. Um, there's major cards and minor cards in the tarot deck with the major cards being um, like more significant, um, something that's like a big change. The minor cards are more, you know, something that might happen or something that's going to happen. They always say tarot cards, like they're not set in stone. Uh, maybe every three months, refresh a reading. There's no right time, but it's not something that's like absolutely going to happen when you see it. Tarot cards are different. There's a lot of different artwork. I mean, in the shop, as you saw, you know, we have something for everyone. We have unicorns, we have mermaids, we have, you know, the standard rider weight, we have, you know, witchcraft ones, we have ones for Halloween, ones for different seasons. So basically the cards are used as a divination tool. You know, you ask a question, the energy you manifest through the deck, you know, you pick the cards and it's just like telling a story. I mean, I read cards when I was younger. I actually did my college English class on tarot readings. And it's, it's just interesting because if you use the basic deck, the rider weight deck, that's what you should probably learn on. Everybody's different. Um, and then you can use any deck as long as you remember the original deck you learned from, you can see so much symbolism. Everybody does it differently. The Oracle decks are a little different, um, different numbers. There's nothing set in stone with what's in there. A lot of people that are mediums use Oracle decks. They're not all, but um, depending on, you know, you'll go into a reading and they might have three different decks and whatever you feel closer to, you would pick. They're not very different, um, different names, different meanings, but overall, it's just a preference. I think that's awesome. Do you recommend that people do their own readings and do that for themselves? So for people that are trying to 
become more spiritual, maybe get more meditative to try to be more attuned with themselves. Um, someone told me not too long ago that meditation isn't sitting down like under a tree and trying to clear your mind. Meditation could be you spending time doing a reading for yourself or you spending time like for me in my shop, just like putting things out, listening to music, relaxing. So yeah, so I think it's always good to practice if that's something that you really would like to do. You'll only get better in time and just to practice, you can research the card that you pick. Start with one card, ask one question. Do a three card reading like past, present, future. You can pick three cards. And then, you know, your center card is like the present and then you have your past and, and the future. So I do always recommend people learn. I'm all about education and learning everything as much as you can learn, you know, whenever you can learn is always what I tell everyone, but you don't have to. I mean, if that's something you don't want to do, I mean, there's plenty of readers out there and there's plenty of shops that have really good readers and you just go out and you talk to them and, and you just do a reading that way. Very cool. So let's talk about that for a moment because I've had some tarot readings that have been um, not uh, that are more for entertainment purposes and not like an actual reading. You know, yeah. I actually had one person that was doing a reading on a friend of mine and she kept slipping into and out of a very terrible English accent. Yeah. Um, so I think she was trying to do something there. It was very bizarre. But what should somebody look for when they're looking for somebody to do a reading? What are what are red flags where they maybe shouldn't choose that person? So it's so hard to tell initially. You really want to maybe, if you have the chance to look them up, look at their history, see what they've done, see, you know, maybe reviews, see if they're affiliated with any kind of local shops. I mean, anyone, like I had someone come in my shop um, and he, I have a lot of psychic fairs outside and this per particular person came in and said, well, I read a book and I learned how to do rune readings. So now I'm doing rune readings for everyone. And I'm not really um, familiar with rune readings, but just as an example, you can't just like read a book and then one day decide, okay, I'm going to be like a master reader. You know, everybody starts from somewhere. Everybody's going to be a beginner at one time. The money thing's a big thing. If it sounds like, you know, a huge amount of money for something, or they'll say, okay, well, you can pick another card for $5 or, you know, right. you can pick another card for $10 or I'll tell you, you know, about your love life for another 10, but that's a huge red flag. Like, get out of there. Like that's, you know, most tarot readers are super honest, super caring, very like into you asking things that you want to know, not trying to, you know, take money from you. And it's a touchy subject too. And especially in the state of Pennsylvania, like it's still considered fortune telling. So there's laws and stuff around that. So there is a disclaimer with any reading that it's for entertainment purposes only. Um, yeah. And that you'll see that anywhere you go, um, yeah. especially now. But that's important to know. But people, you know, reputable shops, I would always start there. You know, they they have people that have been there um, and they have researched them before and have experience with them. That's a good starting point. I and like that. laws date back to the founding of the country. So, yes, when we <laughs> burned people for doing this. So yes. some of them have never been repealed. <laughs> So uh, that's, that's always fun to bring up to people. So that's why, yeah. And there's also a reason. And also... You know, people are charging for this because, hey, people got to eat. So, yeah. you know, don't don't be mad if somebody's like, hey, well, do that for free. Do that for me for free. You do that for a living. Don't do that. Yeah. For people. That's like asking your writer friends for 
free copy of their book or your artist friends for a free painting. Yeah, that takes time. It takes energy. It takes effort. So yes, it does. It's okay to be paid. When you learn, when you learn the deck, um, you know, depending on what deck it is, you know, there's so many cards in there. You have to, you know, know what each card means in so many different positions. So say, you know, the one card, you have to learn what it means if it's if it's upside down, if it's reversed, you have to learn what it means in someone's past, present. So there is a lot of learning with tarot decks. So people that are, are good readers, you know, they are trained. The thought is that your energy manifests over the cards. You do a reading and the cards come up as you select it. And the readers know what all those cards mean. And that makes sense. One thing I always th also, uh, and I agree with, if somebody's doing a service for you, do it. You just, there are sometimes red flags, like you said. And if they keep trying to get more money, and also if they try to give you a reading that causes you to have to have more readings, I think yeah. that's also something yeah, to look out for. You can always have readings. And I think, you know, the future is such an ambiguous thing. It's not set in stone. One thing too, I want to talk about is people who are trying to change somebody else's view about something. We hear this a lot about like, I want to find the love of my life. I want to do that. And they think they found the person and they're trying to get them to change the view towards them. Yeah. Uh, I, th I think we got to say, don't try to do that with any of this stuff. Correct. Yeah. So something that's kind of unsaid and everyone wants to know about love. It's the biggest thing that people will ask, you know, love relationships, dating. Am I going to get married? Am I going to find someone? Am I going to die alone? The best way to explain it is you're not the way you word your questions when you go for a reading and not everyone does this, but this is how I was taught. You're not really supposed to mention the person's name or say, you know, is Bob going to love me or is so-and-so going to, you know, ever propose in doing that and saying their name, you're it, the belief is that you're taking away, like that's their will and you don't want to, um, it's almost like you're, you're, I don't really know how to say it. It's, it's like you're, you're not really having permission to ask for their thoughts. So you kind of have to be generic in the way you ask your questions, like, will I ever find love instead of being super specific? Now, there are some people that don't believe this. This is just how I was taught, but I was always taught <clears throat> you're not supposed to really go into anyone else's head, anyone else's space, or try to try to ask anything about, you know, their life because it's not, it's not yours. Uh, I think that's completely correct because I, you, you should be doing this for you and your own personal care. Let's talk about Ouija boards. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I love the idea of Ouija boards, but I think it's, I think we need to talk about the use of them, right? Because anyway, I, I have so many thoughts on the subject. I know. So let's talk Ouija boards. Yes. So I am not a fan. Um, I'm not trained in them either, but from people I know that, that have, you know, used them and people that I know that had some issues happen afterwards, you just don't want to open that up. You don't really know what you're dealing with and things could come through. And the belief is that that will stick to you. Um, I personally knew someone that, and this could be a coincidence, but this, they used Ouija boards all the time. And this person ended up dying from a seizure. Is it a coincidence? probably, you don't ever know, but was conversing with whoever through the Ouija board. 
um, and had a lot of issues after that and then ended up dying from a really, really bad seizure. It's just not something that gives me a good vibe. It's not something, you know, little kids see it, you know, it's a target. Oh, Ouija boards, let's get it. You know, is it okay to give it to them? I mean, I don't know. It's a personal preference, but I would always say no. Like if it was my children, I just wouldn't want to do anything that had the potential to open up any of that kind of stuff at all. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree because I think that you're putting intention, like you're trying to talk to a dead person or something or a spirit. So to, you know, what Mark always says, intention, well, you're doing that. You're, then you have a group of people potentially putting right. that intention. Who knows what you may open up. Again, you get out of it what you put into it. So yeah. I'm always a big fan of, if you do use one, use responsibly and make sure you close connections at the end. Just, just like our good boy, Robert the doll, as long as you say goodbye and close the connection, you're good. Yes, absolutely. And cleanse before and after. Cleanse the space. If this is something you're dead set on doing, cleanse before, cleanse after, be it with crystals, be it with smoke, be it with intention, being saying goodbye, do something. Don't just open it up, play around, close it. You, the person you're trying to contact is usually never the person that would come through something like that in this situation. Right, because you're you're you're, you're that, that's kind of a Ouija board. It's like basically going into a megaphone. Right. Going, hey, is is Bob here? Can Bob right. talk to me? And there's a million Bobs. You never know what you're going to get. I think our friend Phyllis Cesar talked about she channeled the wrong person at one point and got something very scary happened to her. So it's I believe it. So now we've we talked. A little bit, you know, we're Yule and Solstice today, but, and this is airing in January, but we've got a big thing coming up in February 2nd, I believe of next year is uh, in bulk. Yes. So, which would be the next big Wicca slash Nordic slash, you know, turning of the wheel holidays. And of course, Christians, it's uh, St. Bridget's Day. Yes. In bulk was Bridget's Day, <laughs> a different, a, a different goddess, uh, a pagan goddess. So I love how we combine these things because they're all so close they are they are what would you recommend crystal wise and uh maybe ritual wise for that day so that's february 2nd which was actually my mother's birthday um it's starting the beginning of spring anything for new beginnings anything any flowers would be for for new beginnings definitely clear quartz rose quartz i believe it's also the celebration of if you do the maiden mother crone so yeah. this is celebration of the maiden starting fresh, a fresh year. Um, so anything, you know, related to a maiden, statues, whatever you want to do. Clear quartz is also something you would do with anything. Carnelian is a fiery one. I always recommend carnelian. I like carnelian. So, yeah, a lot of fire for this one, it's, if I recall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. so they're the ones. Um, I want to say amethyst. That's more of a healing. I don't know if that's one that they recommend. I think it is starting fresh, healing yourself, starting a new journey, starting a new beginning, you know, anything starting, planting flowers, you know, planting and starting anew um, is, is anything, is also healing. Plus you can always go visit uh, Puxatani. Well, uh, not too far from you. So it's the same day, same yeah. day. There you go, travelers. There's your travel for the day. Yeah. <laughs> go and visit Puxatani. Make, make your February 2nd planning. It's but go there February, like January 29th, and it's fine. You can get all the same experiences and not have any of the crap. I know yeah. also um, 
halite's another one. Halite's um, it's a white oh, yeah. so halite's very pure, um, good for purity, a little bit of wisdom. So that's also a good one too, for February second. Yep, I always, I just always remember something about my my grandmother used to always say, "Drink milk." on uh on that day because it was that was i think that was the same bridget thing because she was okay. like milkmaids and stuff like that you know it's, yeah so but uh yeah i think it's funny how they all morph into i know, one, you know one well I, I mean i was raised catholic so you know we always did like on beltane for example which was may day you know we always crowned the statue of mary it's the same thing you know you're you're crowned it's they're very similar yeah exactly and that you know that's that's how these things Yes, you may. We also worship different things, or believe different things, or you know, don't worship things. But yet, they all have that history, and they all have that culture that just big melting pot. It's fun yeah. how it all turns around. So, turning of the wheel. Turning yes, of the wheel. absolutely. Well, you know, it's we're we can go over this in another episode, but yeah, yeah. If you look at the date of certain holidays, and then you go through history, you can do what we refer to as a timeline from when. <laughs> A holiday may have morphed from one day to another day based on the claim of a certain area. I just think it's interesting because, you know, we're talking about solstice and Yule and stuff like that. And then we could talk about when Christmas was decided and when certain things happen. And you're like, right. Hmm. So I keep posting on my page and I don't follow any particular path. I mean, I was raised Catholic, so I have a huge background in that. I believe in many things. I studied religion in school. I take, I appreciate all religions. I love everything. Um, but I keep posting on my page, you know, decorating your, your Christmas tree is a pagan tradition. You know, people get a little irritated with that, but it is, it is, yeah. it's true. You know, no, it, it is. And it's That's, very true. Yeah. We, we, we talk about Santa. And right? everything. What, what was it? Uh, I want to say, I forget which country it was. But in the 1950s, they had the students all, you know, burn Santa in effigy because they were yeah. saying Christmas had become too commercial and yeah. they were bringing it, you know, the church wanted it back. And I'm like, wait, we're, we're burning Santa now? <laughs> I know. There's so many. I mean, there's Krampus, which I want to say is yeah. like maybe December 7th. I mean, basically Krampus comes if you're bad. You know, maybe St. Nicholas comes if you're good or whatever your belief is. But you hear a lot about Krampus now. We have a Krampus incense. I mean, it's just, there's so many things. But yeah, but it was that the church was realizing that it was, you know, Santa was pagan, not, yeah. you know, uh, you know okay. Nordic. he's not Christian, although we tried to make him that way. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay, so that'll be fun. So, yeah. yeah, and that's what happens with a lot of these. That's why, you know, Groundhog Day slash in bulk and all I that know. has become St. Bridget. Bridget's Day, you know, and uh, yeah. we, try, we try to we try to mold them in. Yeah, exactly. And it's intention, intention, what intention. It's all about intention. All about intention. Um, that's, very that's our code word for the day. Yes, our code word for today is no. I think that's amazing. So we covered tarot cards. We talked about Ouija boards. What about uh? becoming like if somebody wants to work towards finding their power i don't want to say becoming a witch or warlock because that sounds very mm. caged but we have a lot of people that talk about feeling their empathy and things like that like you know feeling uh some sort of i almost want to say power that they have mm -hmm. what what are your thoughts on that this is pretty close to home because i've always been told you know i don't 
I don't want to say I don't have any gifts, but particularly like, you know, I always was like, oh, I wish I could read this person or I wish I could, you know, see the future or whatever. Um, everybody has it. Everyone has it. It's just a way some people are just more out there than others. They say, if that's something you want to hone in on, like I was mentioning earlier, really get alone with yourself, meditate, do tarot readings, work with pendulums, talk to other people. Um, when, when I opened my shop, I started noticing a lot. And I used to like, I don't want to say make fun of people, but like people used to always talk about um, angel numbers and like one, 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 two, two, two. And I used to always say, okay, I don't, I don't know if that's a thing. Like maybe that's a coincidence or whatever. I, that started happening to me all the time. It still happens. It's constant now. I talked to a, a place when I went to Mystic Connecticut, um, I visited a place there and I call them for readings and they, they said the same thing to me that my readers say to me, you know, they don't even know me. My readers are a little more familiar with me that, that come into the shop, but they all say, you know, you have, you do have this, you just have to work on yourself. You have to work on your chakras, get some Reiki cleansing. You have to really take the time to sit with yourself, focus, and just kind of meditate and kind of learn how everybody does it differently. And there are ways to do it. There's books on it. There's people you can talk to, but there's no like right or wrong answer um, or correct answer to give. It's just everybody has it and everybody can bring it out in some way. That's awesome. I love that because uh, we do have a lot of people that ask and I want to be able to go, hey, this is what you should do. Here's where you should start. Are there any books that you recommend for people to read? So for crystals, I always recommend Judy Hall. Um, Judy Hall's crystal books um, are, are amazing. Um, if you want to do like a Wicca book, I was raised on Silver Raven Wolf. I love her books. I would always recommend them. Any kind of herbal books. I would also say um, Scott Cunningham, any kind of books by him, I would recommend. I read a lot of Sylvia Brown books. She's not, no longer with us, but I did, I did enjoy a lot of her, her writings. So that's a start. Yeah. And those are, those are definitely some big ones. Sylvia Brown is, uh, she was very talented and she had some amazing books. I remember in the day and Ravenwolf's books are always fun. Llewellyn yes. Publishing, they, they, they cornered the market thanks to her. <laughs> yes. No, no, let's, let's say, okay, we've got all these tools available to us, right? And we've got all the intentions we want to do. What would you say is, you know, step one? Step one to start any of this stuff, you know, just uh, trying to find your path. What is the step so, one? Absolutely. I think step one is just read everything and get your hands on. But I think classes are a big thing. Classes is not just like, say you're taking a, an intention class. You might not just be going for, you want to learn the intention class, but the actual purpose when you go there is to talk to other people. So talking to people about your beliefs, your path, what you're confused about, what you want to learn, the best thing for that is to talk to other people. Um, if you can't get to a class, you know, go online, go to a Facebook group. There's all kinds of uh, Facebook pages, you know, baby witches, any kind of path that you want to follow, there's a Facebook group for. But there's not really any other better advice besides working on yourself, starting to take time for yourself as to networking with other people. That's, once you find your people, once you find people that are into the same things as you, people that don't judge you, people that, 
you know, you can tell anything, ask questions. I mean, that that's what we do at the shop. You know, we have people come in and everybody just kind of is super comfortable and talks about whatever they need to talk about. And from there, you'll learn your path. You'll learn, okay, well, this is where I can take a class for this, or this is where this shop sells these things, or this is where I can order this from, or this is where I can get this book. But you have to have people. You have to be surrounded by people be it people online, be it people in person. If you're not a people person, you can also go online. But that's that's my advice. Um, networking is is the number one thing. Nice. I, I, I agree 100%. I love it. I love it. Okay. So we've talked on all of these topics and stuff. But before we leave, can you share with us one of your paranormal experiences? Sure. And I, as we were talking during the break, there's the one that we were discussing. And I actually have another one that I was thinking about. But um, OK, let's do it. Too. Yeah. So the first one, um, I was a teenager and I was just kind of sitting in the hallway. The bathroom was next to me and the there's steps that went upstairs that was in front of me. And then there was a bedroom um, and this was all on the first floor. And I was just sitting there and I just looked up and I saw a stairway and I, I, it wasn't going anywhere. It was light. I didn't really see any people. Um, I don't know what it meant. It hasn't happened again. But when I looked up, it was basically just a stairway. Like, God, I don't know if it was a message like, you know, you have a special path or an angel reaching out or, you know, a past loved one showing me something. It could have been anything, but it was clear as day. It was basically like the ceiling I was looking at. And, you know, I told people about it and they're like, well, that's weird. That's not true. You're just imagining things. But I still can see it clear as day, you know, in my mind. Yeah, I don't think you're imagining things. No, nope. you saw, you saw yeah. something that you don't understand. That's right. That's, yeah. That's what preternatural is all about. We don't know. It's just, yeah. we saw it, we experienced it, or we smelled it, or we felt it, or heard it, or whatever. We just don't know what it is. So that's that's what we, we say, yeah. Yeah. So the other one isn't so much a paranormal. It's, it's more so um, how I kind of started my path. One of the reasons I started. So I'm Italian, my grandmom um, and my grand on my mom's side's Italian and she could read and write, but not very well. Um, And she could, she obviously spoke English, but I'm not sure what grade she finished in school. So having books around and stuff like that, not a big thing for her. So I was young, young before I saw the staircase. Um, I was probably, you know, she watched me when I didn't go to school or when I pretended to be sick and just called her and said, can you call me out of school? <laughs> so I'd go to my grandmom's and hang out with her. And she had these books like in the corner, like just one day. And I'm looking through them and I found um, it was the Egyptian book of the dead. And I mean, where did my Italian grandmom get that? Who knows? Like, where did that come from? I asked her, no idea. She's like, I don't know. It's just there. So it was an old copy. Um, I still have it. And that is where I started on my love of ancient Egypt. Um, Another thing that was, I don't know, paranormal, but I used to always dream about um, pyramids. Before I found the book, I would dream about pyramids, things that I think are related to ancient Egypt, um, not necessarily always pyramids. So then I found this book. And from that day, I pretty much studied Egyptian mythology. I got all kinds of statues. You know, back then you had to travel to get these things. Or Egyptian. I mean, I have my name in Egyptian hieroglyphics on my ankle. So I'm a big fan of ancient Egypt. It's not the only thing I follow now, but I it, it was definitely the start for me and just something that's become something amazing. 
Yeah, we, wow. we love pyramid power and uh <laughs> of course being on ancient aliens once it 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 kind of ties in. So <laughs> well, like I mentioned, I did my one college class on tarot and I did my I had to take speech as a requirement and I did my informative speech on how to mummify a body. So that awesome. was with awesome. some help of some Egyptologists. We um, you know, had some tools and a very good I got a very good grade on that. Yay. Wow. Um, I just want to point out that I think it's really interesting when somebody gets a a, a call to something else, right? Yeah. Um, and to know that you have that uh, particular, I don't know how to explain it, but I always think it's interesting because I call it kind of like the deja vu thing too. Yes. There, there's a familiarity with it. I'm not saying you walk into a pyramid, you're like, I've been in this pyramid before. Not that you walk into pyramids. I mean, they're burial sites. Let's just be honest. They're really yeah. amazing tome, tombs, 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 <laughs> words. Um, but you know, it's interesting when you feel that draw and that connection and that's something like we're going to do a show on reincarnation and stuff like that. You just kind of go, were you there previously? Was that something from your history that in the present? Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, the whole thing with ancient Egypt, there's a very, very wonderful museum in Philadelphia, the Archaeology and Anthropology Museum. Um, that basically when you walk in, it looks like you're walking into ancient Egypt. They're one set up for their Egyptian part. I mean, I was in tears and I was like young, like, I don't know why I was in tears, but something, everybody has a connection to something for some reason. It's just one day you just figure it out. Yeah. 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 Italy well, and uh, Egypt had very close ties for a long time. So, yeah. and, you know, look, look at Cleopatra and Caesar and Mark Anthony there. So, you know, you don't have to go much further back than that. So, right. Okay. Wow, this has been amazing and educational, sure, which sure. is, you know, great for us because our listeners are all like, whoa. So hopefully, <laughs> travelers, you've observed this. We did have a travel. You could go to the Moon Mist Crystal Shop, which is in Glenmore, Pennsylvania. We'll include the address. And, of course, while you're up there, go see Potenxatani Phil, right? That's his name? Yeah, yeah. Where, where is he located again? Potenxatani. <laughs> Yeah, Puxatani, Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. So not not ter not too far from Philadelphia and all that. So, and up in that area. So Pennsylvania. Yeah, exactly. And then, can you do some shameless self promotion for us? Where can people find you on socials in your shop? So right now, I just have my Facebook page and I have Instagram. Um, Instagram handle is Moon Mist Crystals, and my Facebook page is the same Moon Mist Crystals. I will have a website up soon where we're, it's a work in progress, but I don't really have anything else. I used to have an Etsy, but I'm not even going to go there because we don't, we don't really put any effort into putting a lot of stuff on there anymore. I will say my customers, I do post a lot of pictures, um, new products that come in and my customers, either local or not local, you just message me. If you want something, I'll send you an invoice. Um, it doesn't, I don't have to have a website. You can always contact me. If you need something, I can get it for the most part, um, unless it's something really strange and unique that I don't know. Um, I'll definitely look into it, but overall, anything that you specifically want, um, I can't promise a quick shipping time. It'll probably be a couple weeks. But absolutely, I can get it for you. If you send pictures, send me ideas, call me, what you know, text me. And my business card has my number on it. Message me on my Facebook page. 
perfect. Bye. Perfect. That's wonderful. And we'll include all the links. Sabrina, thank you so much for being on the show with us. You are so welcome. Travelers, you have your resource. There you go. So with that, gang, we will say goodbye to Sabrina. Thank you so much for coming on. We will uh, tell you travelers to please like, share, subscribe as always, and vote for us for Paranormality Magazine. We want to get in that top 10 again. So go to paranormalitymag.com and vote for us. And if you're there, buy something, use the code TRAVELS and get yourself 10% off. And I think, Erica, it's time to watch that turning of the wheel. We'll go put our crystals in our corners and uh, charge them up by the full moon. And we will see you on the other side.